Hi, it's Jasmine. You know, that girl who did you know what way before the internet ever existed. Join me and my special guest every week as we talk about anything and everything because nothing is too taboo. So punch your ticket and get on board the crazy train with me, Jasmine St. Clair. All aboard! Welcome to a new episode of Crazy Train with Jasmine St. Clair. My next guest is one of these interviews I did later in the day. So if you do see me with my glass of wine, this is what we agreed to prior to doing the interview, was having a glass of wine together virtually. So XPW Wrestling has brought in some pretty interesting characters, I should say, aside from like Hardbody, Larry Legend, and so forth. So another one of these interesting characters from the East Coast wrestling scene is Kit Osborne. So let's welcome to the show, Mr. Kit Osborne. When you said, yeah, when you said you're from King of Prussia, there's only one thing I could think of. Okay. Okay. That look better. Okay, I'm thinking of um, what is it called? Macintosh inns. Are those still a thing in King of Prussia? King of Prussia, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Macintosh inns. I don't even know what that is. Like. <laughs> uh, oh, it's before your time. Okay. Okay. Before so- my time. Oh, now I'm looking it up. See, I got my little laptop here in case, uh, you know, I need to look at something, you know? So, yeah, it's <laughs> like I was, I used to buy these model kits from this guy in his warehouse. He was this weird guy who looked like <laughs> the banana splits and he lived in his mom's basement. Then he had these model kits that I was buying and he lived in King of Prussia. So I'd come up like the night before and like stay there and then go buy model kits the next day and then go back to the city out of country <laughs> in land. Apparently there are some like there's there's like in media and and stuff. But you know what? Now I know I do know what it is. There used to be one right where so I, I live right outside. Um, right, it's it's easier to say King of Prussia, but in this place called area called Malvern, I remember seeing the red that apple, you know, with the green leaf or whatever, and just going, you know, what is that? And then being, remember being told it was a hotel. And I'm like right on this main road, and then it just disappeared. <laughs> and they're like, That's too bad. They had the best continental <laughs> breakfast, you know. And like with wrestling, you get these either got the really good hotels or you get the really shit ones. Then you have to have like fruit, what is it, fruit, fruit loops, fruit loops in the morning, or like <laughs> cornflakes or something like that. I don't know what my favorite cereal is to this day. So <laughs> I just can't believe you. It just like blew my mind with that. And like I just had this like, I remember that when I was seven and I would drive by that thing and it had like the green roof. It was, oh yeah. It's crazy, right? Like with wrestling, you just never know, uh, you know, what you're going to learn about food. Like I learned about Cracker Barrels and Perkins and stuff like that Yeah. with ECW. So it's just, uh, yeah, you learn about all kinds of foods when you hit the road. Now, I just remember when you, I like, that's a nice wine. See, he's, he's being classy, people. He's trying to have wine, which is really yeah. classy because most wrestlers do beer. They do Coors Light uh, or they do, um, they do beer. They do beer yeah. that men drink, not men, oh, yeah. women, right? So, yeah. I mean, it depends on who you're hanging out with. Like, I mean, if we're hanging out with Necro, like, I'm not, I don't think I'm going to bring a, you know, a French sure. Bordeaux. <laughs> I'm you sure he'll drink, drink anything. You have to. 
You have to with him because it's, it's never. He, he's going to be all bougie when he gets back from Japan. He's already in Japan having all these exotic noodles and everything. I told him you're not allowed to bring back a male order bride from hell because I'll kick her ass <laughs> back to Japan unless it's like a deathmatch wrestler. Then there's no way I'm going to like go near that. Um. Oh, so when you first came to XPW, I knew that you were there, but I just didn't know where you were exactly until like one night. I think I was patching someone's forehead up. And then you're saying something. I'm like, who that like who is this guy? I'm like, oh, that's kid Osborne. So, <laughs> what were your thoughts on coming over to XPW? Because there's so much controversy that always surrounds Rob wherever he goes. Oh, I know. And and oh God, to talk about him, to be a fly on 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 the wall inside his head would be crazy. But uh, you know, um my my I mean, I always knew who he was, always knew XPW growing up and, and watching as a kid. I never in a million years would have thought I'd be, you know, get an opportunity there. Um, uh, and it was all because of Schlack, really, because he's the one that um, threw my name out there. And the next thing you know, I get this follow from X, from XPW on Twitter. And I go, what the fuck? And then um, and then getting a text from Schlack. And he's just like, Wednesday, you got to, you got to fight it. You're going to wrestle on his burger joint. And I'm like, his what? <laughs> and you're going to do a no ring at his burger joint. It's great. Good opportunity. You know? And I'm like, it's in two days. And I'm like, yeah, but I, well, fuck, I, I guess I got to cancel whatever it is I have and then go in there. Um, meeting him was, it was, it was cool to meet him. The, um, you know, uh, he is exactly how you think he is. And, uh, and then, you know, so the experience was a little bit different doing it at his burger joint, but then um, getting an opportunity uh, and, you know, at that, the show in Newark, uh, I wrestled Colin Delaney and like, obviously I know, I know almost all the people in the locker room, Sada and, and, you know, Necro and stuff like that. So it was always great to see them. Um, but the, you know, come through that entrance and behind me is like XPW. I was just like, man, you know, my, 12 year old self would be losing his mind right now. Um, so I just, you know, obviously, uh, you know, talking to Rob, I had him on my podcast um, right after that first time. So I was a little bit more acquainted to him, um, which means like I, I'm more inclined to like poke the bear like I do with everybody. Um, and, you know, really kind of understand more of what he, what he, lo what he's looking for. And uh, I'm just trying to fill that, uh, trying to fill that spot and then, and, and try to get, get more and more opportunities there. Cause I definitely love the locker room and I felt like I fit in really well. Um, so, I mean, it was, it's one of my favorite, uh, it's definitely one of my favorite experiences in wrestling. I've been doing it for a little while, but, and I hope it doesn't end. Yeah. I don't think any of us wanted to end. This is like Rob 2.0, I think, because Rob, the other version of Rob that you saw on dark side of the ring that's the last version of Rob that I remember from like yeah. 24 years ago. And, you know, it was, it's this whole big transformation. So you got the good Rob, like this is, this is California, like one year later, you yeah. know, you're, you're coming up in a death match. Like you're, you're going to be at the next show, right? Next weekend. Uh, actually, no, uh, okay. not that I know of, um, you know, <laughs> I, I, I don't see why. And I could go into that and go on a whole rant, but uh, it's whatever. Um, uh, you know, I'm sure whoever I'm sure uh, Hillbilly's going to kill it, you know, uh, but at <laughs> that face and hold on. Actually, I, I'm right here. I just forgot my glass. I'm going to just start drinking out of the bottle. Oh, no, that's so right. That's so like white trash. You can't do that. 
Oh, no, I pull it off fine. Um, <laughs> I, uh, no, so, um, I mean, just to be in, uh, the, yeah, to, to be acquainted with the Rob 2.0, as you put it, um, we, like, talked about, you know, him, you know, on my podcast and, and life after XPW when he first, uh, you know, when he first closed it, and then for him to have it back, it's like, this is just fun for him. This is him wanting to do everything that he wanted to do and and however long he wants to do it for it's all on his terms you know um and it's I, and I love that but I also come to realize that his uh best creative side comes from uh, or comes out of spite <laughs> like when he when he needs to be challenged you know and and that's what um and that's where you get like the best version of Rob I, I've come to find. Yeah, you're kind of like that quiet guy that sits in the back. Not like you're going to bomb anything, but uh, something just you just sit there and you just have this black hoodie on and you just kind of you're there. Right. But mm -hmm. the thing is, you're just listening and observing everything. But when you do speak, it's smart. Yeah, so that's one thing I noticed that day. Uh, I forgot how I was stitching up. He was a big Samoan guy. Um so did you get a lot of problems when you came on to work for Rob? Some people experience like Reddit issues and crap like that when they. Um, start so I, I've, I've, which is not like me, but um, um, I've kind of just stayed quiet on there. I'm kind of like feeling the vibe, not, not inside the locker room, like, but I mean, outside in other places I work at and I, I don't really mention it. And I just like, you know, just kind of treat it like this is just another promotion but you know, it's more than just another promotion. And, and I'm just trying to see how things go. Like I just got in there in November and, and then from there, it's nothing but, well, Rob's bringing this in. And then this guy came in and then you're like, you, you know, you're, you just hear all the bad things. And, and then that was, and that was a few months ago. And then you're kind of hearing it now. And you're like, well, that's what XPW is always supposed to be. It wasn't supposed to be you know, uh, it, it wasn't supposed to be the cookie cutter promotion that's like molded out of ECW, you know, and like that, which is, it's almost like every, everywhere is like that. Like this is so unique. Um, and, and I think what they are doing is, and this is, uh, when we were talking earlier before this, um, some of the, this is the perfect example of, of, um, like that, uh, what is it? Uh, bad publicity is good publicity. And yeah, this is no a perfect example. And that XPW is that personified. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, and and then Rob, like, you know, he feeds off that and, and he loves it. And, you know, it's, it's always going to be like XPW versus the world. That's what he wants. That's what he wants. He doesn't want it to be like whatever, you know, some CZW is where it's like a shell of what it once was. It's a total recreation of what it used to be. And, and it's the most relevant, um, I think, in in wrestling today, um, just because of the way that he views things. So, I mean, I'm yeah. I definitely um I've I've had people in my ear nonstop. And and I've and this was just before I ever kind of realized that that bad publicity is good publicity type of thing because all I'm all I started hearing in my head was well it's it seems to me like you're really paying attention to a product that you want nobody to watch 
you know so that's and that's how i look at it and and it's i mean i love it for that for that nature um and i think and there's not there's no real pressure when when i'm there and i think the locker room is it's probably the most welcoming um and 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 that's what's that's what makes a good product is not you uh stressing out to want to be a part of a, pro a promotion but you work harder when you know that the promotion is working hard for you so. yeah i mean everyone puts a lot on the line for those shows you know and i see it every day like last year i wouldn't have uh when i first met no i knew who necro butcher was but i yeah. didn't realize i'd be working with him like months later california yeah. last year it's just some big guy in the dressing room with a second amendment t-shirt and beer who's talking to me and his his big hands i'm like yeah i got scared of him to be honest with you i wasn't that scared of him but sort of scared yeah. um because he's not going to hit me but um then you know you kind of move forward with this and you see all the comments coming out and all the dirty looks you know we got a shit ton of dirty looks at wrestlecon and i totally forgot about the infamous um dick spot uh i told like, i forgot. how did you forget like, you know to I, me it's no big deal it's oh. like okay whatever like look oh i i grew up watching like lorena bobbitt and things like that and um <laughs> like i was there when they were talking about it in the back and it, it was nothing to me because years ago i I, when I was living in Norway, I got into a fight with a boyfriend and I kicked him in the balls with my uh, with my heels, like the heels I wanted to go out in. And I think I ripped his horse. My stomach hurts. <laughs> well, I, you know, it's just it's it wasn't anything too surprising to me. But um, I forgot people looked down on that, you know, because that's yeah. part of this whole can they try to cancel people. And, you know, which brings me to another thing. What do you what role do you think cancel culture has played in wrestling these days? I'm talking WWE down. Um, I, I, I think that, and this is just the trend that I, I'm, I'm viewing is that it, it, you know, it came in real hot, you know, one person after another. And, and at no point am I saying that, like, you know, th that, that some of these guys are that, you know, are innocent and they, they shouldn't have been canceled. Like a lot of these people should have, you know, they're not good people. Um, and, and it's almost like, the things they got canceled for were, were just one thing out of the 10 other things that people didn't like about them, but they couldn't get rid of them because of it. You know, uh, it's kind of like, you know, somebody going to jail for um, uh, kidnapping and, and rape and they go to jail for the rest of their lives. But that's only if they drop all the murder charges, you know, and then those people that those families that, that this person murdered are like well where's justice for us and it's like dude just take it the guy's gone and you know he's going away type of thing and that's kind of how i saw a lot of cancel culture i mean yeah sure there were people like it started i mean i believe um it was like a WrestleCon in orlando or or tampa orlando i think and it was this guy rude boy riley i remember getting on the plane he uh he getting on the plane and getting off or get, getting on the plane, seeing on my phone, Rude Boy Riley, child, uh, like set, uh, uh, child porn solicitor getting arrested and then getting off the plane and the whole world knew it. <laughs> and like everybody was talking about it and it was terrible. Well, you know, I mean, it's good that, that, you know, this guy's gone, but, but it was, it was terrible for this guy that it was when all of us wrestlers collectively are in one town for WrestleMania 
and and this happened it's like everybody found out faster than the internet could fucking um provide it and then that seemed to have this trend of you know of it getting really big and and you know everybody's have to be a little bit more careful um which is and you know like i said some people should have been should be canceled and then there are those that are just that guilty until proven innocent i think with wrestling which is only really what i'm talking about is in the wrestling world is that i think um over time it's just like you know hey you, you got your help that you needed you know you weren't you um when this was happening uh you know you should have got your ass beat in in a in in the in the back you know and you should have gotten kicked out and and it's a good thing that you were gone for this long so you can fucking reflect on how bad of a person you are however i don't think that that and everybody that gets canceled should be just gone forever you know and and never seen because they made a mistake or they were you know uh, a drug addict and they were doing you know the far worse things and then they recover from it you know and they reflect and everybody deserves a second chance unless you kill somebody or rape somebody you know <laughs> I'm with you on this like 90% of the time in wrestling and outside of wrestling I always side with the guy because I know how like stupid some of these girls are and you know that's this mob mentality oh me too you too oh yeah you too oh me too and it's just this whole wagon so years ago my friend's band was uh they're from Poland and they canceled the tour because they allegedly raped two girls on a bus first yeah. of all who are the two girls on the bus they're a couple of groupies what are they doing on there it turns mm -hmm. out they had boyfriends and they don't want the boyfriends knowing that they uh, hooked up with these yeah. band guys. So they said, oh, they raped me. Then there's also the possibility in wrestling, especially someone wants your spot. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there are people, like I said, you know, uh, they don't like you. So they're going to agree with that, with that, um, that allegation, no matter what, like if somebody did something wrong, you know, they are, they're not thinking about it as that was a bad thing that he did. They're thinking about it personally in a way of, well, I've always fucking hated that guy. And this is this is my chance to, you know, I'm happy he's gone. So I'm going to double down and agree with this person and be like, yes, girl, queen, what you said, you know, and shit like that. And 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 I'm and again, make it clear, like there are, I think, a majority cases in which that person deserved to get canceled. But there are also those times where they're not. And um you know, and, and I think everybody also has should have, get a chance to redeem themselves. Um, you know, but that it's just the way it is. I I think of some of the people that were trying to get canceled, like uh, you know, our, our friend Drake. Um, he never did anything. He's just has different views, and like him and I don't agree on everything. But I can hang out with that guy for like eight hours, you know, at, you know, overnight, and and. And I, I wouldn't have one argument, you know, we both know what we, we know we're not changing each other's minds, you know, that type of thing. But there are people that are so hell bent on not agreeing with somebody like that they want them canceled and they want them out of it. There's no room for wrestling for somebody who's, who's pro-life, you know, that doesn't make any sense. It has nothing to do with it. The guy, you know, can have any view that he wants he's not hurting anybody same thing with necro um and and that's what i i you know i value with with xpw is is that i mean there are people that i do not think deserve second chances and stuff like that but those are people that i i think do um 
And they don't even, first of all, it's not like they don't need a second chance. They should never have gotten anything happen to them in the, in the first place, you know, but. It's a yeah. weird temperature, you know, and in wrestling, especially pro wrestling, I don't feel as though there's any um, real space to be woke, regardless of what it is, because these storylines have really been very watered down, you know, and it's taken this toll on like entertainment across the different uh, platforms, whether it's film or TV, uh, mm -hmm. wrestling and so forth. Now, did you grow up watching wrestling? Because I think wrestling then was so cool because you you, you want to watch people that are cooler than you, that look like stars, yeah. you know? Yeah, that's why they're stars, you know? They're entertaining. They're, they're you know, they deserve to be in the spotlight because of how outlandish they are of individuals, you know? Uh, like Kid Osborne is, uh, you know, is my real life personality jacked up a thousand. Like I'm in real life. Like I poke the bear and I fuck with people all the time. Like Asmasada and Necro, like how much, like, it's like, I'm just poking there, poking them until they like, can't take it. And then I just go, Hey, how are you, man? You know? And that is my character, except that times a thousand, <laughs> you know? See, that's crazy. I, I couldn't see you doing that. Oh my God. Well, you don't hang out with us enough. I mean, it's like I, my, so like I backstage, like, I feel like my goal, like, for example, Masada is taking uh, little pictures with his belt, you know, and I'm there behind that curtain, just going like, Hey, you're holding the belt backwards. And he's just like, what? what? And they're like, not, nah, it's not. And, you know, just making them laugh. And I go, you're a champion. And you're going to just smile like that. Dude, you look like you just, like you just had ice cream, you know? And like, just something like that. And he's cracking up. It's like, kick it the fuck away from me, you know? And, and he loves it. Cause we're, we're all friends. And I, you know, but that's just, that's, I don't know. That's just what I think is fun in wrestling. And I, and I, and me and my regular, my real life, this is who I am. And I'm like, well, I think that, if you know you jack that personality up by a thousand um then an entire audience can can get into that you know and then it's just that's just how I, I look at it but everybody's different um uh but to, to go back i think that xpw is thriving um now because of storylines that involve you in in um in the in, in with maga Booker and, yeah. and all that i love it and i think it's like one of my favorite it's my it's my favorite entrance number one i'm not i'm not even like i'm not even a trump supporter um or anything and i don't want to get into that or anything but i i just love i love the whole storyline and it's the thing is it's it's you guys are you guys are tweeners <laughs> you're you're technically like it's almost like in the eyes of the world of wrestling you're supposed to be this heel faction but man you know when you guys are coming out there and everybody's singing that i'm proud it's proud to be american then holy shit i think you got something and that seems like a pretty good story um or pretty good uh you know uh it, it can it leads to pretty good stories to me um and i just love every second of it and like i i don't miss those entrances, you know, and just watching Necro. I'm a fan too. Like I watched him when I was like 13, 14 at CZW. And I think that he just has a, an outstanding personality the same way I look at like Nick Gage, uh, you know, and it's just, it's, there's something that's so unique and they're, they're not copying anybody, you know?
Oh, the MAGA faction? I'll tell you how that came up, man. That was kind of my idea when Drake was coming into the show. I met Drake when he was 17 or whatever. Um, yeah. No, at a, yeah. no, no, no. At a wrestling show. I He was tall enough to reach over the table to give me money for a photo, so I took it. I thought he was 18. So he was coming in, and then we had this whole thing, like, yeah, we should have some kind of conservative storyline. So he was a guest on my show on Rumble because I'm a huge yeah. Trump supporter and I'm a conservative and, you know, I'm proud of it. I, I don't judge people for their, I don't argue with people for their viewpoints politically. It just matters how you treat people at the end of the day. Right. Like you're but not changing you, any minds. Right. <laughs> you can bully them in the dressing room and like tease them and, you know, things like that. And um, then you could be really nice. Yeah. But it just, you know, that's then this whole thing came up and then I was put with Necro Butcher in October. Like I thought we were supposed to be hated. Right. And it's yeah. just this whole thing where it's like, what are you people doing? I don't even know all the words to the song and you people are singing it. It's so <laughs> It is. Yeah. I know. Next, I got to learn how to do that Trump dance somehow. So, um, yeah, but I love, I don't think a lot of people are doing what we're doing here. You know, I don't think yeah. anyone will have the balls to go pierce a thing through someone's foreskin in their dick. Right. right. I'll be honest. I mean, that, they made me throw <laughs> up. I, uh, I watched it on and I had to run, I had to run back to go to a trash can. Like I'm dry heaving. I'm dry heaving in front of Atticus. And he's just like, what happened? And I'm just like, I don't want to fucking talk about it. <laughs> and I mean, like, and that's just me, you know, it just grossed me out, but it doesn't mean that I'm gonna like hate you. And I think that you shouldn't be wrestling, you know, anymore. Like, dude, that's a it got so much attention and and it went viral. And it's not like like there's viral for the bat for a bad reason, like um you know, if somebody just stops being a wrestler and then they start hitting somebody and hurting somebody for real because they forgot something, not even like a big deal, but then just somebody losing their mind and beating them to like death, like some, uh, you know, new Jack shit, but, uh, <laughs> you know, but that's, that's a reason to get heat in a bad way. Um, you know, but this is, you know, this is a good way to get viral. You know, it's it, like, what did no you intended, unless he got a virus on his dick. So, I mean, that's, I actually have to talk to him about that one day. Cause I just, at first I thought he really was, um, I thought he was a girl at first. Cause he came into the girl's room to change. Yeah. Then I was just a bitch to him. Cause I just realized he's some skinny guy with makeup. And then I was just an ass to him. Then we became friends after that. Yeah. I got through that whole thing. Like, what are you doing back here anyway? But he was nice, you know, and that's the whole thing. It's a good locker room there. Where else have you worked before that you feel as though it was almost the same type of camaraderie in the locker room? Um, so, uh, you know, I, I was at an H2O um, wrestling, Matt Tremont's promotion. Like, I always liked looked at it as home. Um, Rob always kind of attacks me for like working for less kind of thing. And, and I'm just like, well, you know, man, it's close. And, and I, and I love everybody there. You know, I, it, it was a very homey vibe. Um, but <clears throat> I, I think, you know, CZW at one point when I was there and, and that was, it, it didn't feel like work, you know, and, and that's kind of what I, I like about wrestling and value it. But you know, like obviously there are times where, you know, uh, there are promotions that you do both, but it's easier to be, to work at because of the, um, the vibe in that place. That's like XPW. Like then there are times like if I go and, and I wrestle and I work for MLW, you know, which is a lot more like I'm coming in uh, where, you know, might not wear a suit, but I mean, I'm coming in 
and I'm there to, you know, impress Court Bauer and and you know and and see what can see what can you know come from it. And I'm a little, it's it's a little bit, it's like almost too organized, you know. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, but you know, you there's different vibes in different locker rooms. Um, uh, I would think like CZW was like the closest to XPW when I was there, um, and especially when I first started training, like when I was already having matches but i'm still like this green you know this green kid that just trying to um not mess up you know and try to make everybody like them you know now it's you know used to, i used to be like you know oh kid don't say that don't say that and now i'm just like yeah fuck it say it see what happens you know and that's just and then that's just also comes with how long you've been doing it you know but that CZW was always was pretty cool. And and Drake can attest to that. He was he was in there. Um Masada. Um Necro wasn't there like most of the time when I was, but you know, when I was training, he was and you know, and it was like right off of the wrestler uh that he was on when he was on yeah, that. Yeah, I remember that. They should have paid him way more because I remember seeing him in that. And they should have gotten way more for what he did in that movie because he he landed credibility. In fact, I think he's one of the best comeback stories I've heard so far. Because last year he's dying. Yeah, like he, he was not. But he was looking terrible. There's a picture. I'll send you the picture of him oh. and I from a few years ago. We're drinking at some bar in <clears throat> I think in Asbury Park or something. And and I'm like, man, I'm looking at him with his like can't this like little curly mustache. I'm like, dude. In Miami, he looks like shit, you know, and he looks like, you know, he's, he's too close to weight where I'm at, you know, with him where, and like, that's obviously not a good thing when he's like a foot taller than I am, but, <laughs> but, uh, you know, and he made like, not only the best recovery, he looks better than I think I've ever seen him, you know. He's happy and he's in Japan right now and he's doing, he just as long as he doesn't bring some stupid girl from Japan back, we're good. Yeah, I hope he's not oh, stupid. He, he seems, I think he's a lot smarter. Yeah, um, <laughs> and that's funny, you know, Court Bauer. Tell him I said hi. I worked for his uh, first few shows when they first started. Yeah, MLW. Yeah. Okay. All right. I mean, I, yeah, I was, I um, <clears throat> was asked to be in their last show that was at the arena, uh, Battle Riot, but he asked. I got asked last second. And I didn't see the email. And I'm like, I live very close to the 2300 arena. So I was like, oh man, I was pissed off. Like, but <clears throat> it was on my own damn fault. But it's it's cool. And I love how organized they are. When I went there, I they did four different shows and it and and it was so I had four different spots. I got the main event, the arena, which I didn't even know that until I got there. And I'm like losing my mind, you know. And and it was it's so like a, such a good opportunity working there. And and yeah, because it was so organized, there's no fat. Like, you know what you're doing. You're not thinking about it too much. It's almost like it's, you, you would look at it like, you know, why am I not so, why am I not nervous having an opportunity at like a WWE? It's like, because you know exactly what you're going to do and you're not worried about anything just springing up, you know? And I, I'm like, that's so cool. Like, but the, you know, but it's, it's different. Uh, it's different everywhere because like if you go to XPW, I don't know what I'm doing. I was, I was in LA and I, I walk in. And, uh, and, and, uh, Rob just goes, Hey, Kit, you're <laughs> wrestling the great Hoover to Guerrera. And I was like, what the fuck? I wish I wasn't drinking last night. You know, <laughs> like, but you know, and it was great. Um, it was such a cool opportunity. I just showed up. And then that, 
you know, you get told stuff like that. And then your anxiety just immediately goes through the roof. But um, but it's in a good good. (laughs) That was a good match, by the way. I mean, he's great. He's a really good talent. Very very easy and simple. Um, I mean, the motherfucker showed up late, but it's all right. It's all right, you know, he's a professional, you know, but (laughs) it's legend that, you know. No, he's, he's on cool. Mexican time. What are you talking about? He's on Latin time. They're gonna always yeah, going to yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's getting his hair done. So what even why did you decide to get into wrestling? Do you watch it as a kid? Like what was that one moment where you're like, oh, that's what I want to do? Well, <clears throat> I always well, I watched it I and mean, I used to go to my I was like five, four or five years old, and I'm going to my cousin's place during the summer, and they were obsessed with they had all the video games and all that. And I'm like getting introduced to this, but like you're getting introduced i'm getting introduced to it and they have everything like every every system at the time like a video game system they had all the magazines they you know had all the coliseum home videotapes of wwf and and all that and i'm just like you know just sucking it in like you know like a vacuum and just like you know it was it was crazy and i immediately got obsessed with it the action figures all that like total fan like the fandom times a million. I don't even know, like maybe the Power Rangers before that, whatever the fuck I, I liked before wrestling did not matter anymore, you know? And, and it was, and it was like my whole life. And then I grew up watching it. And in high school, there weren't that many people in my high school that liked it. And it was kind of like, this is something you're supposed to grow out of in the area. I guess I lived in my dad would, and good for him, uh, would always take it away if I did bad in school, um, which made me love it more. So, you know, kind of like a spite thing. Uh, but then when I graduated, when I was in high school, my friend, uh, that I made, one of my best friends, um, introduced, reintroduced me to wrestling, but he took me to CZW. And I, and I remember that like, this is totally different. Like, this is not what I thought, you know, like that it could ever be like, this is a lot different than, WWF and or WWE and and uh I'm seeing Nick Gage I'm like that guy's fucking real like Necro Butcher um you know and and Drake was there too he's a lot older than I am uh you know and uh so he uh and, and Nate Webb and, and all these guys Zandig all of them right so that it like won me over in a completely different way um, we kept going for a few years. He advertised for tryouts. I wanted to go immediately. My friend was supposed to come with me. He backed out. He's a bitch. He's been one for years. And I went alone and I tried out. They destroyed me. I was like, you know, I was dead tired. Um, I didn't think I was going to make it. So I did that. And then I came back a month later. Um, after I tried out, they said I was, I was accepted. I came back a month later and then I started doing it. And I loved it for a completely different reason. Uh, now that I'm I'm in here and, and I'm like, I'm going to be a pro wrestler. And it's just like became my life. Uh, you know, of course, I I took time off because of school and, and real life, you know, because I, I didn't really I don't have like, you know, a financial back backing, you know, a net that it could afford me to do it. So I had to like pick my battles, you know, but, you know, I love doing it so much. It's just that I uh, it, it's even if like I don't ever attain or, or get to the place that I want to be in wrestling, which I haven't been there yet. And uh, I can, I have so many different stories and just being able to travel, you know, because of it uh, and then meet the people that I do, like just meeting you, like we became friends pretty, 
pretty good friends. I think we all joke around uh, and, and it's, it's, it's fun, but it's like, where else or what other thing can you do in which you're meeting so many different personalities that you would never see yourself being friends with like Schlack and I like kind of seem completely the opposite of person. But in reality, it's like him and I are, he's like one of the most, you know, uh, one of my best friends in wrestling and, you know, somebody that I relate to more than I would ever relate to some other, somebody else. It's just is supposed to be some pretty boy, white kid, you know, but I don't really fit that mold. So that the, the mold that I fit in, but I, I don't really agree with it. So it's like, if nothing ever panned out in wrestling, the fact that I've gotten to travel so many, you know, so many places um, and then meet all the people that I have that I hope when this is all done and over with, you know, uh, that I can stay in touch with as many of them as I can, you know? Yeah. I think it's a different bond because it's, it's like a drug when you do wrestling. Yeah. I, Rob's someone I never thought I'd even speak to like 24 years ago when I went back to ECW and I was just being an asshole. So then like last year, Hey, well, we're doing XPW again. I'm like, okay, cool. So it just went on and on you know, and it was consistency and I see it going somewhere, somewhere good. But uh, you said you went to school. What did you go to school for? I went to school for communications. Uh, at first, it was an English major. And then I was okay. like, what the fuck am I going to do with this? And then uh, communications. Um, and then I worked in communications for a while. I used to do like social media for the mayor of Philadelphia and stuff. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It was it was cool. But, you know, that and then a lot, a whole number of other things at this firm that I, I almost learning firsthand. And it was overwhelming because, you know, co every contract's kind of different. So it's hard to, you know, go from one, you know, to, to do wrestling and start doing wrestling as you're, um, well, you know, when you're young and wrestling and then also trying not to get fired. <laughs> like, so I had to focus on, on certain things and, I have a better balance with everything because, you know, shit, we all need health insurance, you know, and uh, especially wrestlers. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how anybody does it without it, but, you know, God bless them. Literally, I, you know, I hope he does because, you know, it gets it's. It's, a little it's rough, scary but, with wrestling yeah. like you don't know, like I would think WWE has insurance for the. I don't even know if they have insurance for the wrestlers. Did you see uh, Dark Side of the Ring? Yeah, I've seen almost all of them. I saw Rob's, you know, and and then also even meeting him and having him on my, like we talked about Dark Side of the Ring. I learned so much more about him, you know, reasons why he didn't want to be on it, which no shit. Like after he's telling me about him, like, yeah, no shit. Like, you know, um, uh, so yeah, I love, I like Dark Side of the Ring, but I also see how they paint the narrative however they want it. Oh, yeah, it's Vice TV. This is what they do, and they're notorious for. Um, you know, even though I wasn't speaking to Rob at the time when they were shooting it, I think I wasn't living, where was I living at the time? I was living overseas, and they'd they'd asked me, you know, do you want to blah, 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 do this, do this? I said, no, I don't want to do it. Even, although I wasn't speaking to him, I do owe him a lot yeah. um, for wrestling, my wrestling career. So I couldn't. You know, I wasn't going to do that regardless of what may or may not have gone down. It just, you know, you can't do that. I'm jealous that you went to Great American Burger to the to the restaurant or the bar and you were wrestling. The re the, the restaurant. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, he, he like 
blocked it off um, in Rochester. Um, you know, so it's a very small little area um, to do it in. Uh, but it was, I mean, it was just, it's not anything I haven't done before, but it was kind of neat. And I'm like, you know, I, you know, if you told me like, hey, so you're going to wrestle for that promotion one day, like tell my 12 year, 12 year old self this, but you're not going to be in a ring. It's actually going to be at that guy, <laughs> Rob Black's. Yeah. And yeah, he does. He owns a burger joint and you're going to be doing this no ring death match with somebody in that burger joint. And that's going to be your debut in the XPW. And I'd go, uh, that doesn't make a fucking lick of sense. <laughs> and then now, I mean, it didn't even, I didn't even bat an eye. I didn't even think about it. I was like burger joint. All right, well, fuck it. <laughs> like, whatever. And, and it was cool as shit, you know? Um, it was just cool to be there. And I mean, I just had a good time. It's just me, Schlack, like lucky. Um, you know, the, the, the Bev was there. Who's the guy I wrestled and, and, uh, who the fuck else? Uh, Eric Ryan, you know, so it was just a good time. Um, and it was just interesting. I'm like, that was my debut at XPW guys. How about you? <laughs> it's interesting. I haven't been there yet. I, I have yet to go to the, uh, to the burger joint because I heard yeah. they're good burgers and I love burgers. They are. So. Yeah, they did. I got to eat one afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> See, there you go and you get you get fed for free that way yeah, you get fed you got paid you know and he paid me well and it was like man I, this is great <laughs> you got a burger okay, you got paid. the next one now you know? where's where's the craziest place you've had a match you think like could be done right. a backyard or a bar match or something oh i've done but i mean of course i mean if you haven't done a backyard then and i don't know what the where the fuck you come from but uh but um you know, just even from like basements to like punk shows, which were outrageous to me when I first did it, but now it's so normal. And then I'm like, well, you can have a match anywhere. I mean, you, to be honest, I made more money. I've made more money doing no ring matches than I've ever, like no ring matches where it's just me and uh, like me and one other match on the card. And then I'm like making out like a bandit. And I'm just like, this is, this is wild. Um, trying to think uh you know what i think the craziest and and the thing of it i was i was 17 or no no i was 18 i was 18 years old and it was uh at the back of a strip club it was that, this is my first match jasmine let me tell you my first match ever <laughs> was back in the back yard of a um of a strip club in in um Vineland, New Jersey, at a place called Cashmere's. Cashmere's? Yeah, in in Vine in Vineland, uh, New Jersey. So that was my first match ever, and I was too young to even be in the strip club. So did the girls come out to see the show, or did no, they... they didn't. I'm like, why didn't you guys even? You know, it's it wasn't even like, why didn't you benefit from having it? in the back of that but anyway i mean i just think that's you know the look back i'm like you know that was pretty crazy you know <laughs> like that that was that was my first match ever like you know how do you tell people that <laughs> you don't like, like i this. mean you did but it's <laughs> weird you know you just don't hear of things like that and since you were in east you were in czw back then where it was really thriving where do you think the evolution of deathmatch wrestling has gone so far and where do you think it'll end up don't well, say I, snatches. Say that again. Don't say that people are going to start snuffing each other out. Someone said. Oh. 
No, what what I think is going to happen is so. I mean, obviously, it gets crazier and crazier. Like we just saw, you know, what what the body just did, and it does get in. It does get crazy. Like you know, the the first time I ever saw somebody hit somebody with a light tube, it blew my fucking mind. Like I'm like I've never been hit with a light tube, but I'm pretty sure that's a lot of glass that is going to like, you know, the penetrate me. And I'm like, does it get stuck? Like I have so many questions, right? But it evolves because, now, you know, now I don't bat an eye. Like, you know, uh, it's not a big deal to me. It, it it does. It stings. Fuck, you know, I'm not going to lie. It definitely stings. And and it makes you bleed, like, really bad. And it can. However, I'm not, like, yeah, as a fan, I, I don't really bat an eye when somebody gets hit with a bundle, you know? And, and it gets to that point where it needs to be crazier or you need to, you know, input more of an acrobatic uh a uh, spot involved with light tubes and the only issue i i have is like there's the only thing that i i i have with deathmatch wrestling that i notice in most matches it's not that there are matches that are like people just throwing shit at each other with no story or anything like that I'm like yeah we've seen that we've kind of evolved from that but it's that that nobody teases something like you could i can have a match with um with 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 necro for example we're in some weird ass area and he could have a token he could be just back from japan so he's all on his like a high horse on japan this i was in japan that and we know we're gonna have to fucking deal with that you know we're gonna have to deal with that that you know that queen but um but uh, he's going to come in. He's going to have that Tokyo Tower light tube, right? And him and I have that thing fucking sitting in the corner. It's out, no, it's outside of the ring, right? And he beats me up. Bam, he goes to get that thing. He brings it in, and we just tease the whole spot in which we are, like, going to hit it. All, we, don't, we don't use any other weapons, nothing. Like, nada. We, we fucking brawl over the place right in the crowd. And then we go and we tease it again. We, like, almost hit it. Holy shit. Kid's going through that. No, no, Necro is. And then you go on the outside again. And everybody goes, fuck. Man, I want them to fucking hit that stupid Tokyo Tower. I want it so fucking bad. And then and then when we finally hit it, you know, or we end the match and we don't even use it. The crowd loses their mind and then he fucking picks me up and throws me the fuck through it or whatever. That crowd will literally like jerk off to that spot and it will be the greatest thing that they've ever seen that night. They will never forget it and we use no other weapons and all we did was just tease this stupid Tokyo Tower and that was it. And nobody does that. Like nobody teases anything. Like, you know, they it's it that's that's just the only thing i think is what's missing or that i don't see much of is just that teasing of one fucking thing um because now it gets to the point where things have to be crazier and crazier and more yeah. dangerous and more dangerous so i think the evolution is going to take a turn which it's just like it just becomes like theatrics and and it almost has to be so fake and un non-believable and like the whole point of deathmatch wrestling was that this was more real than than just a regular match, and that was the whole point. But it, it everything, it, and then it all eventually comes full circle, and then goes back to its roots and things like that. So it's scary. I mean, when we came back with uh, California last year, it's first time I'd seen skewers, 
It's oh, the God. first time I'd seen someone being thrown through a, a shower door. But when you hear that first light tube like hit for the night, then you know the show's off, that it's begun officially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got hit with the light tube and this is it. It's it's off for the night. But you know, you never pick that stuff out of your hair. I still like days after the show, there's still glass in my hair somehow, even if it's shampooed, you know, oh, yeah. you always get it in your hair somehow. I just just the smell is horrible. <laughs> Oh, I know. I know that. Oh God. It's that it's the, that shower after a death match and having long hair. It's like the amount of hair that falls out of my head is like, it's like, it's a little overwhelming, you know? And I just go, Jesus Christ. Like I gotta, I gotta grow up, you know? (laughs) You're going to go bald from it. You get a hair trend. You can get a, what is it? It's a PRP with micro needling in your hair, or or you could take a supplements or go to Turkey and get a hair transplant. Oh, I know. Yeah, you just go to Turkey and get a hair transplant. I know. Micro needling, I love. I, 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 oh, I love it. So, I, you know, uh, so yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I believe it. Like, I'm, I'm happy that I have a full head of hair and it continues to, you know, to grow. But, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's just that, uh, it's still scary. You know, I'm just like that was a huge ass chunk that I just pulled out of my head, and you like don't even realize. You're like, what happened? And it's like, yeah, that light tube that you just got hit with. That's glass, and your hair is not like uh, it's not a metal wire. It's not barbed wire. It's not gonna just, you know, sustain it. <laughs> it, it but you you uh, you cut it essentially. So, yeah, it's a scary time. Do your so with your day job? Do people do you even have a day job? Yeah, yeah, I still do the same stuff okay. during the week. Um, um, a little bit more. So, I mean it. I, I think I hide things well, but, uh, you know, there are times where like, I'm just a little bit more achy, you know, than others. And, and there's times where like, I've come in where I've had like cuts on my forehead, which I try to, I try to avoid, you know, um, but you're not always so lucky. And I remember, I'll, I'll tell you one of the things where like, I I've said this and I guess I said it too many times where I've had like my, you know, my boss, like I keep it away from, but I don't want, they know that I do it. They just don't want to know what I did and they want to make sure that, you know, they, they obviously they worry, they like worry like a family, which is great. And the thing that I, I, <laughs> I've lied about too many times was what happened? I go, well, oh, no, no, no. I, I just, I was putting in an air conditioner and then I just hit my head on it. And they're like, you're like, you, you know, you're, oh, okay. And then I would say the same thing at the, you know, a different time. And they're like, well, how many air conditioners are you putting, putting in? <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I'm like, Oh shit! Maybe I should uh, come up with something different. You're like maybe yeah. somebody else should be doing that job. You know, kid. <laughs> you could all. I mean, there's got to be a book of these excuses. It's just like the girl that walks around with a black eye. Oh, I ran into a doorknob. No, he didn't run into a doorknob. Someone hit you. How was that fucking doorknob? Yeah, but yeah, I know. I don't even know like how who came up with that excuse. So they've never come see you wrestle. Have you? Has your family come see you wrestle before? Uh, so my 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 dad like loves I do it. Like he he was a big supporter when I did start training because I he would give me like I was 17 and he would give me like $20 which was enough to get me on the train the subway and the bus to, to training and back home and so he you know he uh, uh helped me out and was supportive of that he still he when I talked to him he he loves you know how far I've I've come which uh and he and he's proud and he loves telling like all of his friends and stuff like that about it but he does not want to see me do it. (laughs) 
and it's not and it's like for and it's for all the good reasons you know um but so i i don't really you know i've had plenty of my friends um come in and and see me like my best friend uh who lives in san diego saw me wrestle uh Ubitude, um you know in la uh and he drove he drove because i had a show in vegas he drove all the way to vegas to pick me up um and we we also gambled like don't get me wrong and then drove me from la or vegas to la you know and then came and watched me wrestle again uh and then you know and then spend the, like the next day with me but it was I'm like that. So I, I have like a good supporting cast of friends outside of wrestling, just as much as I do like inside, I think, um, you know, and, and they, 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 they love it, but it's what's so cool about what about like with your friends outside of wrestling or outside of any, like your passion, hobby world, whatever the fuck you want to call it is that I, I will, I, I remember you know, any of the biggest feats I've ever done, like, you know, just main eventing the arena, like, which was like a big deal for me, but it's not a big deal for like a lot of people, but it was for me. I've trained there. I, I've always, like, I've worked there, but I like the fact that I main evented at this arena and I did it for like a major company. Uh, and it was going to be on, it's going to be on cable TV that I can like show my dad and, you know, and stuff like that. And, and I, and I go and I hang out with my friends like out outside of wrestling after this and and i go and i'm like like oh you know where were you and i was i was like oh i just had a show at the arena i made it. i did this that and like you know and then just the reaction is just like oh that's cool that's cool and i'm like yeah they don't so what are you guys it. doing you know and then that's it and it's and it's like it brings you back to reality you know of like you know you're just you know it's of course they're 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 happy for you and all that but they're not your fans like they're your they're your friends and they kind of bring you down to that like you know that we're all you know no better than the other it's just it depends on you know how many people watch you you know I mean, you could be the best carpenter on the planet but <laughs> you don't have a, a tiktok with three million people then you know somebody might not think you're a big deal but you might be just as good as that somebody who is you know but um it's just uh it puts things in perspective so it kind of it keeps me humble jasmine that's what it is <laughs> which is probably yeah. not a good thing because maybe i'd be doing a lot more if i wasn't you're supposed to be arrogant what the hell are you doing seriously stop being humble for crying out loud no yeah i probably would accomplish more so far if i didn't if i didn't like you know you don't always say like ah oh, you know fuck it just say it but sometimes you're like no no don't say it and then like you should have <laughs> You should have, could have, would have, but you didn't. What would be the one thing that would make you stop wrestling? And not, I'm not talking an injury, just something, um, you know, personal that would make you stop it for good. Um, I, I think if, and I don't want any, um, if I ever like had a, I feel like if I had a kid, like I would, I would be, it would be something that would make me, um, because I, I wouldn't be all in and I don't believe that I established um, like, I don't believe that I established such a character that, or um, yeah, such a character that I can't just a hundred percent focus on wrestling. Like, like I, I can manage working, you know, because I care about health insurance and, and obviously it, it it's, I need the structure, you know, uh, of, of having something that I need to do all the time. 
But I think that that would be one of those deciding factors that I would have to either take it easy and then it would just be one more thing I'd have to focus on. Um, but if there's something that would make me want to stop it would be, uh, I, I don't think anything. Like, I don't think that, like, I, I, I think about how, you know, I'm, I'm 33, you know, I'm obviously, I think that there's always in some capacity I can be in wrestling. Um, I don't want to not just be, I don't not want to not be a wrestler, but, uh, uh, you know, I, I think like, like Drake, for example, like Drake getting an opportunity as a ref and then him not wrestling for eight years. And obviously he came back and it was like, you know, where he just, it was like, I just saw him yesterday, but uh, it, it's, it, it's like something like that would, wouldn't make me stop. It's like the money's right, you know? And, and I, uh, I, somebody had asked me before, like, what would you do if you won the lottery? And I said, I would, if I won the lottery, I would buy every independent wrestling promotion and book myself to win every title and then shut it down. <laughs> and that's, that's how totally do it. Yeah, you could totally do that. Absolutely. What goes into a normal day for you? Let's say like when you're just done with work or just, uh, on a day off, like, what do you actually like to do with your time? Like, listen to Ozzy uh, Osbourne, go drink Bordeaux. Yeah, right. Well, you're kind of looking, I love, I love, you know, uh, I don't like doing all, like, you know, I, I, I get asked to do a lot of different podcasts. And it seems like everybody, Jasmine has, I have a podcast. Everybody has a podcast. It's like Oprah, you know, like, um, I, uh, I, 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 I go to work. I will, I'll come home, uh, I try not to. It's fucking difficult, you know, but I, I I'll come home um, and I'll take like a minute, you know, just because this is the first time in which I'm not talking to like eight million people or I don't have to think. And I, just, I was like, I want to stare at the wall like for like a minute. And then I'll I'll go. Um, I go to the gym. Uh, I try to go every day during the week. Um, go to the gym. And then I like like one of my biggest hobbies it slash I feel like it's like my therapy is I love to cook like cooking is like my favorite fucking thing I like all day you know I'm on TikTok watching somebody cook something and I go I want to make that that's what I'm going to make tonight so I'm at the gym and then um you know after that I'm going to the grocery store buying all the shit that I need for it and then I go home I cook and then you know and then I lay down and I just you know, that's it. That's the end of it. I love get. I drink wine like every night. I do my little podcast is called Uncorked with Kit. I love doing interviews with people. I hate editing. You know, you got it made, sweetheart, you know, uh, but like I hate it. And that's what the reason why most of the time, like all my shit comes out like a couple weeks later because I just like fight. It. It's like the uh, it's work, you know, what's uncorked about? It has to do with wine. Well, no, 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 it's nothing. No, nothing to do okay, with wine. I just, okay. I just think some of the best conversations that you have are when you crack open a bottle of wine. You know, depends on like, who you're having them with. It depends. It I've does. Had any conversations go south uh, over a bottle of wine? Yeah, they, well, they can. They can. It depends on what bottle. You know, I mean, if we're drinking that one that has a foot on it, you know, we might not be having the best time. You know, but um, but I, I've had like amazing conversations like uh i had i had a two-part thing with rob that we were talking about and like he doesn't drink or anything like that but like i i do it i'm i'm like 
it, it eases it eases things for me as an interviewer. However, like I I I have like I don't know how you do it. Like I have talking points, you know, like things I do a little bit of research on. Like and I do a little research because I don't want to be the one to bring up and answer the question for you, but that I want to know your take on you know on on how you got started and things like that. That all this other bullshit you know interviews like are usually like but i want to hear about like the psycho like your psychology um and like how do you get an audience you know like how did uh and and i would love to have you all mine which is yes. like, why i really asked you in return on like how you did certain things but believe mm -hmm. me like before i was on your podcast like i I I did I did my little Wikipedia Google search of like you little can't always go by that. No, 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 you can't. But they're good talking point, uh, good little talking points that you can bring up and then hear a, a side of the story, you know. But <laughs> that's how I I do it. So I I inter I love interviewing people. Like I the last person I interviewed, her name is Dahlia, and she is a content creator, um, a sex worker, uh, mm -hmm. and and you know I'm learning like almost comparing it to wrestling, which is like all I know, you know, and in the world of communications. And, and I just, I want to know how she markets herself. Like, what are the, what are the things that she saw work, not work her, what's her audience? Like her clientele is always different. It's not like as simplistic <laughs> as it's not as simplistic as like, well, you know, this guy jerks off to me and that's why he pays $5 a month. It's like, no, he doesn't just pay $5 a month for that because he wouldn't need to like, you know, but it's, it's just certain things. And I just, and I want to learn about what they do, you know, but most of the time it was always wrestling. So I would always think about, well, you know, what was your training like? And how do you see like the current, the same, same questions you're asking me. And cause everybody's take is always different. It's like, you ask one person, why do you love pro wrestling? It is going to be a hundred percent different than if you ask Necro or because like, you know, <laughs> so many there's so many different things. Like one, our you know, our our like our age is a little bit different. You know, uh, who started at a younger age, like who was taught by who, who watched what? Like everybody's shit is always different about everything. It's like about what's your favorite movie? Why is it your favorite movie? like everything like that. And, and those are the conversations I like, or not like what your favorite movie is, but like, why is it your favorite movie? And that is what I like to emphasize my conversations on when I'm with anybody, you know? And, and I think that wine is one of the things that I, I crack open a bottle and, and over time I'm, I'm more and more comfortable with talking with you. And I, I'm, I'm more inclined to not ask you with some question you didn't want to be asked but i'm i'm more uh i'm more involved in the conversation i want to know the why it's like why do you think that and i think those are what how uh people uncover uh you know people's personalities and i think that's what listeners want to hear is not like you know what your favorite movie is but why is it your favorite movie you know and this things like that you may not want to always hear the why to things because that might be more, you know, everyone has their painted illusions of people. So maybe the reason why someone does like this movie isn't going to uh, fulfill the fantasy of this, that they oh, have yeah. with another person, you know, it's uh, just the way the world is. I mean, basically we sell dreams. We sell dreams to people. We right. do. You do. We do. We all do in wrestling. It's a show. 
and it's some kind of a version of whatever they think you are or whatever. But um, I think I'm basically, I am my gimmick a hundred percent and yeah. uh, like a thousand percent because no one does those promos with that much conviction <laughs> unless you really mean it or you're screaming it in the street the day before, which I do half the time. Um, so yeah, I, I have gone crazy a few times, but I haven't, um, no one's really said anything. Uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, what's your favorite thing to cook? Oh God. Um, well, so <laughs> I, I love doing anything with mushrooms. Mushrooms are my absolute favorite. I'll tell you what, like I've had it sitting out cause it was, uh, I needed it to get more to room temperature. Anyway, I got this thing like a lion's made uh mushroom and i don't know i saw a video about somebody like making it into like they were like this is like a vegan steak or something like that and i'm like i love steak don't get me wrong like i mean i'm not like a this like super vegan but i love mushrooms my favorite fucking thing on the planet and i like making anything with mushrooms i think i, I like making different types of pastas and stuff like that um but my like the almost the easiest thing to, to cook is a steak. I never fuck it up. Uh and and I like doing things in different ways. But uh I would say, you know, my my favorite thing, Jesus Christ, you know, don't even get me started. All right. But no, no, I, I think it's uh I, I like I love cooking steak and I love watching how you know, like how it cooks and obviously every steak is different, but it's just, you're watching like how it sizzles, you know, what temperature is like the best way to do it. You know, what, uh, what seasoning you have with it. Like you, you, it's like a science to it. It's like, man, if you, if you just take it out of the freezer and throw it in the fucking oven, it's like, it's going to taste like shit. It's going to, it's going to taste like it was from England, you know, or you might as well just put it in fucking boiling water and then eat it with nothing, you know, but that's just, uh, I, so I like, I love cooking a steak. You said it would taste like it's from England. I've had good steaks in England. Oh uh, yeah. Like what, like how gray was it? <laughs> I didn't really notice, but you know, I'd have a lot of the shepherd's pie, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've had sausages quite a bit, you know, for brunch there. My friend had the snake and I was like, it was really hot outside. I think the snake like smelled this, like, Pores. I don't know. It sounds gross. The sausage or the meat that I might have been eating and tried yeah. to bite me. <laughs> the last time I held that snake, that's for sure. Or the last <laughs> time I had a British brunch. But yeah, so I, I think I think maybe a cookbook might be in the works for you at some point, um, branding wise. Oh, yes. But if people want to learn more about you and visit you online and go to your um, podcasts, where do they go? So I, I post everything. Uh, all mine are on on Spotify. Uncorked with Kid is on Spotify. Uh, um, I I post I post it whenever I can. But I, I love doing interviews. Um, and and I have another one. Um, I, I have a few that that are you know in the works. But um, uh, so you know, Uncorked with Kid. It's Uncorked with Kit on uh, on all social media and your Instagram, Twitter, and all that shit. Uh, and then. Just me. I'm on YouTube. Kid Osborne. You spell Osborne like it's Ozzy Osborne. It's the same last name. He's my dad. And uh, and and then that's it. So, I mean, I'm all over. I'm all over. It's pretty easy to find you. Um, I'll let Ozzy know that he has another kid somewhere like in Pennsylvania and yeah. uh, see what he says about that. I'm, I'm sure he'll be very uh, 
amused to meet you. Yeah, text them, text them, you know. I'm going to text them right now. Alicia Taylor, I think, like lived with the Osbournes briefly, but I don't know. That's oh, a very uh, interesting character, Ozzy Osbourne. I'd be interested to see what happens uh, at Ozfest this year. He'll be able to get on stage. Yeah, yeah, if you yeah, if you can get on there. I mean, he didn't look that bad, and that's in a Super Bowl commercial. Like, and he's still, he's still kind of, you know, I don't know. <laughs> he still has it going on somehow. I get it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I need you to be on mine. I need you to be on my uncorked with Kit. You know, I wanna, I wanna. Uh, I didn't want to bring up politics or anything like that. No, it's and okay. You can do that. Your take on everything. Uh, you know, we we talk everyone. We talk pretty. Pretty often, I think, you know, and, and like I know a little bit about I've so I've I already have my like my little tabs of things that I want to bring up, but I was like, ah oh, man, like but no, I, people I don't, always I don't talk politics. Anyone, huh? You're, you're allowed to talk politics on here. I let people do oh, like, no, 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 but I didn't want to I didn't want to like drown the conversation, oh, okay, yeah. with, you know, and that that's mm-hmm. all that's always like the thing that I realized. Like the second it depends on who you're talking to, like you you oh god, they will. They will like they oh. punish you with, yeah, you know. with with politics. You're like, dude, you're not changing my mind. I don't fucking care. Can we just have? Can we just take the shot? You know. <laughs> this is why I've lost a lot of friendships because I have friends on the other side of things, and I put blah blah blah. It's like, how about this? How about we go back in time where people didn't really give a shit and just, you know, leave it. Yeah. And that's that. You know. Yeah. But I've been called like everything so far, like from homophobe white supremacy like all kinds of shit yeah. it's like I, yeah. I don't know where the list ends i really don't care i think it's funny though i get amused by it because um you know you think of white supremacists you think of like an aryan skinhead or something uh yeah i've been called everything but it's okay yeah um, and I, I hate it and like this is coming from you know a lib uh you know to a degree it's like yeah i'm, I'm a realist you know yeah. uh i i and I, I i hate that shit so like i mean you know i i mean i obviously you know, if I if you see me in the locker room, I, I'm not putting on a facade. I wouldn't want to be, you know, in your little podcast with your with your flag behind you. You know, like I I am, you know, I'm I, I'm I I absolutely despise anybody that's so super dumb to the left, just as much as I hate anybody that's yeah, super yeah. fucking dumb on the right. It's like, holy shit! It's not that difficult. You're just you're just trying i well this is what i think it is is i think most most people are just trying to not get canceled with the friends that they have <laughs> well they're not your friends they're not really your friends if they're going to cancel well, no shit, but they also feel like they need them so you don't yeah. need a truth is you don't need anyone but yourself your dreams whatever you want to do and you just go you know it's just that's why the podcast is crazy train someone once said to me it's a jasmine crazy train it just wakes up and you don't know where it ends up by the end of the day which is true that is what every single day is like I love it. I, I think, you know, if I, I don't know what people think of me in terms of like the, the politics, I try my best. And yet at the same time, like something, it, you know, I, I'll, I'll, I'll leave it with this. I am either online looking to trigger somebody <laughs> or that's my real opinion. So, and, and I don't think you'll ever know the difference, but uh, you know, it'll leave people thinking. So, you know, this is how it is. Come on, I like triggering people. Come on. I was I was in really good form. I, I take improv classes still, like I'm in the conservatory. So I got triggered before I went off to shoot promos the other day. And I was already triggered from being in the class and people saying stupid stuff. And then I went and did promos. So yeah. all I had to do is watch the news in the morning early. That starts it off, right? Then you go into the class 
Oh, and then it brings it up even more. Then you go to do a promo. You get it in the first take because everything's right there in front of you with the right, like everything's like right there. So oh, I God. make it look that way. I, I yeah, I need that. You almost, basically, you need to watch certain things to trigger yourself. And then all it does is just motivate you and, and by a million times just to be like, I can't fucking wait to say this on camera. I'm going to use the same energy. And then everybody believes your promo and then it believes that it's fucking real. And that's the whole point. It's like, you know, it's like uh director, what's my motivation? And like, you don't have a director. Your director is fucking you for you watching CNN or MSNBC. And then you going, I'm going to fucking punch my TV. And then I'm like, no, don't do it. Just use it. <laughs> this is just bottle that up. In the Try not to have a heart attack and then unload on camera when they press record. <laughs> well, yeah, just everything. You just, just don't scream in the street. Because then if you start screaming in the street here, like in California, in the streets, they really... They're very, actually, they probably wouldn't do anything because they allow crazy people to roam around and act violent. So I'd be okay regardless, right? Yeah, you're probably fine. You know, yeah. I have, in the area I'm in, uh, not yeah, same thing. I don't know. Yeah, it's different. It's a different world. Just like oh, 100%. That. Well, we're yeah. all fucking angry. Like, we all, like, I, I feel like anytime I'm in, if I'm in California, uh, if, if I'm in California for whatever reason, if I'm in line, everybody seems to be like fine. You know, when I'm in line here in PA and it's like February and it's like 20 degrees out and gray, all, all we're doing, like I would be at this, I could be at the post office and somebody would be like, yeah, hi, I just want to get uh, a book of stamps. And I'm like, oh, fuck you. You get, you came to the fucking post office <laughs> stamps. Hurry it up, man. Get your credit card out. Oh, you're paying with cash. So you're going to get changed. You know, and like you just find things to just hate everybody that you that you uh, have an interaction with, you know? Oh, yeah, God. that's very smart. You should be a therapist, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I need maybe, I think yeah. I need a therapist. But, but well, I, I, I could do that. Uh, but yeah, thanks for coming on. And thanks I look for forward to being on your podcast. It'll be uh, yes. It'll be oodles of fun. Oh, absolutely. All right, we'll talk everything. And now it, oh, it'll be great. Thank you so much, Jasmine, for having me. I love you, and it's great seeing you as always. <laughs> you too. Are you enjoying the ride on my crazy train? Woo! Please make sure to rate and review Crazy Train Podcast, take a screenshot, send it to me in a DM via Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, and I will send you a free goodie bag. Oh, and Crazy Train Podcast is now on YouTube. So subscribe, Crazy Train Podcast, that's with a K, on YouTube for video interviews and never heard before interviews and some really cool bonus content. Woo!